This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermerva, and today in episode 189, we're going to be talking about apps for high school students. And because of the topic, I have invited a high school student, or rather a recently graduated high school student, to come and share with us what apps she used during her high school years that she found really useful. So welcome, Natalie Vaughan. Hi, thanks for having me today. So Natalie, I have known since she was in middle school. Um, She was a student from middle school in my middle school classes at our local co-op. And then she moved on and took um, my high school classes. And she has taken classes through Funder Funder Academy. And she is one of the teaching assistants for Funder Funder Academy, both for some of my classes and also for the Spanish class. And then because um, Natalie is really good at doing many things, I ended up employing her as a virtual assistant as well. And she has done many tasks for me, including she keeps the, uh, the, the podcast list on my website updated. But she also writes blog posts and has just written a recent series on um, how to prepare for college as a homeschooler. So I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes. And so you can go and and look at that. And also last summer, we did a series on techie homeschool teens and Natalie was one of the people I interviewed. So she's pretty impressive. She is going to be going on to college next year. Do you want to just tell them briefly where you're going to college and what you're studying? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm going to East Tennessee State University and I'm majoring in psychology with a concentration in child psychology. Right. So um, Natalie is uh, is very organized and um, manages to do many things. She was also the uh, she she was also our, um, on our scholars ball team in all her years and also in science Olympiad. And she did really well in both of those things. And she did science ball. Forgot that as well. So she's been very involved in academic competitions and did really well and won many medals, as well as doing all her usual work. Um, And she plays golf as well, sometimes more competitively than other times. But um, she managed all of this. And part of the reason why she can get so much done is because she does use tech to help her. And that's what we're going to talk about, as I said today, is what apps she found the most useful during her high school years. So Natalie, let's get started. What is the first one you want to talk about? Absolutely. Well, the first one is called My Study Life, and it ties right into what you were saying with organization and schedules. Um, It's one of my favorite apps, honestly, just because the simplicity of the layout and also how many um, features it incorporates. Um, But it includes class schedules, You can plug in all of your class times if you have synchronous classes that meet at a certain time each week. Um, You plug in assignment deadlines, you can plug in exams and quizzes, and it all neatly organizes it for you by category and you can click and it'll show you here's what you have due today, here's what classes you have. Here's what's coming up in the next week. And when you're a few days out from an exam, it'll tell you to make sure that you're studying for it. 
it'll give you reminders. So it's great for keeping things in one place. You can also put work in there. You can put extracurriculars. So it was a great place to keep everything in one place and I can look at it and see exactly what I have expected of me that day. And I'm assuming it's free knowing you. Yes, it is free. <laughs> Natalie wants to spend money easily. I don't. All right, what is, what is your next one? My next one is Duolingo, which is a classic. Of course, many people have heard of it, um, but they've been really updating lately and adding a lot of new features, a lot of new languages. And I personally just love it. I'm trying to learn Japanese right now. That's been my latest endeavor for this summer. Um, I started a few months ago and I've been doing it on Duolingo and it's really great. They have um, now added a new writing section so you can learn how to write different characters for languages that don't use your typical um, Roman alphabet. Um, and it's it's really great. They are always adding new things, new languages, new ways to learn. Um, and it is also free. There is a, a premium version, but I've never never used that. I've always been fine with the free one. I've been using Duolingo for years on and off, um, more off than on, but my kids all use it and really like it too. So I definitely think that's a great one. Your next one. My next one is called Anki. And Anki is very similar to Quizlet. And Quizlet for a long time has been popular among students for flashcards and studying. However, lately, Quizlet has changed their model and gotten rid of many of their free features. And they now have a limit on how many times you can study a set and you can only do the flashcards. You can't do the learn or the writing and the spelling on the free version, which is disappointing for a lot of students. So an alternative to that is Anki. It is, it is free, but instead of being like a website you'd go to like Quizlet, you do have to download it and I will say the interface at first might be a little bit confusing, but if you read the guide and um, once you learn to figure it out, it is fantastic. It um, schedules your studying for you in bites. So it tells you a certain amount of cards to study each day, and then it introduces new cards to you the next time. So it doesn't just give you everything at once. It introduces it in chunks. And then after a few days, you'll revisit the stuff that you covered a few days ago to make sure you're actually learning it and not just memorizing it all at once and forgetting it two days later. All right, move on to your next one. That sounds great. I didn't know about that one. Yes. My next one is Grammarly. Grammarly has saved me so many times on papers, on emails, on just about everything for writing. Um, it's a web extension on your browser that you download, and it is it is similar to spell check, but it also includes grammar check. It can tell you if you're using the incorrect version of a word, if you should be using the adverb, but you have the adjective. Um, it can tell you if you're using passive voice instead of active voice um, and a variety of other things. Um, I believe in the premium version, which is paid for, it can also tell you your tone if you sound too casual versus too formal for whatever you're writing. And it can suggest if you repeat words several times, synonyms. Um, I use the free version and it still has been um accomplished everything I need it to, but I do know several people who use the premium version. It's not very expensive and they love it also for getting more technical information. Yeah, I use that one too. <laughs> yes. All right. And then 
Next, I have Lit Charts, which is a website and also an app, and it has information about classic novels and many popular um, novels for high school reading lists, um, and it has summaries, character breakdowns, outlines of the chapters, and a lot of information on the novels, and it's great if you need a little bit of a reminder or something to refer to as you're reading, especially when you read older and more complicated texts like the Iliad or the Odyssey, where you have um, a lot of different characters and it can be difficult to keep their relationships or their motives in order, you can go on Lit Chart and it will give you a color-coded visual of all of the characters, their relationships to each other. You can click on a character and see some of their motives and their events that they've done. Um, so it's really helpful. And it's, it's also free. Um, and it's great for helping you keep track of what's happening in some of those novels. Uh, I would think that it would be really useful for like AP English literature. Oh, absolutely, which I did just take and I did use it quite a bit for that exam, um, helping me. Um, it's also great. You can type in a certain theme or idea and you'll see novels that cover that theme, which if you know how AP Lit works yes. for the last um, essay, they give you a certain theme and you have to connect different pieces of literature and how they uh, work with those ideas. So, you know, if you wanted to see novels that deal with ideas of like social structures, you could type social structures into lit chart and you would get a list of novels that deal with that. So you can yeah. practice your AP prompts that way. I was just thinking about that, remembering when my children prepared for it, that this would, yes. uh, wasn't around then. And I was thinking, because I, I didn't know that Natalie has just done really well on her AP lit exam. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> moving on. The next one is. Next one is also writing related. It is called Easy Bib and it's for making bibliographies and citations for um, essays, which anybody who has written papers in high school knows that doing citations is one of the more tedious aspects of writing papers and it can be a little bit overwhelming. But Easy Bib is great because you can select the format of paper that you're doing, whether it's MLA, APA, Chicago, and then you choose what type of source, if it's a website, if it's a book, if it's a video, and then you can either link to it for an online source and it generates the citation, or for the book, you simply scan the barcode on the book with the ISBN and it'll automatically pull up the citation for you for the correct version, year, published, and all of that. So it's great. And you can keep it all organized in a bibliography and then simply copy and paste it into your paper. And it makes things so much easier, saves you a lot of time at the end of a paper. Yeah, my kids use that as well. And um, it sounds like they've got more features even, especially there was yes. no scanning a barcode when they were doing it. All yes, right, they've then, updated that recently. Then your next one. My next one is Khan Academy, which... Many people are familiar with Khan Academy. They make video breakdowns of a lot of different topics, whether it's math, science, English topics. Um, and they do have an app and the app allows you to organize the videos a bit more easily. You can bookmark them to watch later and you can also sort them by class. So if there's you know, some biology videos that you want to watch for an anatomy class you're taking, you can save those to a folder. And then if there's 
a couple statistics explanations that you need for your math class. You can put those in a different folder and it allows you to keep it a little more organized than just when you're watching the videos on YouTube or on the website. I had not did not know about that and that's really helpful. Yeah, definitely. And then your last one. My last one is called Mimo, and Mimo is one I actually learned about pretty recently. It's been another one I've enjoyed some this summer. Um, it's a similar structure to Duolingo, but it's for coding, and they have two different paths that you can take. You can either take the path to learn basic Python coding, or you can take the one for web design, which covers HTML, CSS, and others that you need for web pages. I'm on the web design one right now as it ties into what I do for blog work and work for Merrill. Um, <laughs> but it's really interesting. It will pull up a little section of code and it will say, you know, click the feature that makes a button and you'll look through the code and find the one that is how you make the button. And then when it gets a little bit more difficult, it'll give you a keyboard and say, okay, now you type the code to make a button that says play game and it'll you'll, you know, type your little brackets and your slashes and make the code and it'll check it for you. And then it'll show you what you've come up with. So I'm still in the pretty basic lessons of it right now. Um, I just started it a few weeks ago, but it's, it's very fun. It makes it enjoyable. Um, and it's easy right there. You can do five or 10 minute lessons and just gives you a little intro to coding. Well, yeah, that's great. I did not know about that. And I'm very glad that you're learning more skills to help me out more. Um, yes, because me too. <laughs> Natalie does work on the back end of my website. And I think you can see why, uh, why I employ her and have done for a few years. And I just keep giving her more and more work. Uh, <laughs> Natalie, thank you. That was really useful. Now, as you parents are listening, probably parents listening here, if you're thinking, well, I wish I could get my kids to try some of these, obviously you can tell them to listen or give them the list. But also, um, Fund of Fund Academy, our show sponsor, our um, com computer applications class, I actually introduced some of these in that class. And I'm going to actually go be adding in some of these that I didn't know about that Natalie's just shared here. And that, but that teaches your kids so many different tools like this that just make their lives easier as they move into college and then into the workforce. So um, if your child, if you feel like they just need to get a little bit more tech help and to be shown, you know, more options of what they can be using, do uh, take a look at our, our computer applications class. Many students have come back and said it's one of the most useful classes that they did in college because uh, in high school, because it just gives you, that gives them so many tools that help them to be more successful in life. Well, um, thank you again, Natalie. Natalie is going to come back soon and do another uh, another episode with us. So watch out for that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if your children are in Funder Funder classes and they have a Natalie who is their teaching assistant, this would be the Natalie. That's me. <laughs> so she she does both, um, say, a number of Spanish classes. And then for me, which ones do you do for me? I've done oh. geography and econ for you. Right. Right. So those of your kids are in any of those classes and they get Natalie, this is who they will be. This is who will be grading for them. Yes. Uh, well, I uh, thank you all for listening in and I look forward to seeing you again. Same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermeer. 
Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.